welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Shad. This week we cover Netflix's One Bedroom. Haven't you been getting my calls? I've been busy. When are you coming home? I'm staying. They put that system in a few years ago after a break-in. Uh, don't worry. Neighborhood's a lot safer now. I just moved here. I don't really know anyone. What brought you to L.A.? Trying to start a new life. Missed one here. Any pets? Nope. You got it. We're neighbors. Hey, listen, we're having a barbecue. You should come. Welcome. We like to make this place feel like a real neighborhood. And we all kind of take care of each other here. This isn't a Netflix original film. It just happens to be streaming on Netflix. And I wanted to throw that out there because sometimes we forget to mention where we're watching these films. Yeah, and we want to let everybody know where they're at so they know where to get a chance to watch them. Yeah, if you haven't seen it come up on your Netflix like preview 5,000 times, because, you know, <laughs> when things, or it's on the top 10, now that they're doing like top 10, what everyone is watching in the world, it's like, okay, I don't care what everyone is watching in the world. It is interesting sometimes, though, where you're like, why is randomly like Clue streaming the number three in the world today or something, you know? That would be pretty dope, though, if Clue was streaming. It was like number on one of them one time when I logged in, it was in the top 10 was Clue. That's cool. Uh, the film is one of the one of those indie films. It's a ninety-minute uh, ride. Yeah, it so, is. It does move pretty quickly. It does, and not to the point where you lose any story or anything like that. It just it's edited really well and it has a really good flow to it. I will say I was kind of put off by the cover art on Netflix. I don't think it. I think they could do a much better job of conveying what's going on in the movie. I mean, just. The girl's face crying and it's saying one bedroom. Uh, I don't know. It's not a very good cover art for... The movie is way better than that cover art is what I'm getting at. Yeah, so if you're a person that does a book by its cover, close your eyes while you're looking and just press play. Yeah. Pass over... Surpass the cover art because... Yeah, well, I mean, it's not the first movie that had terrible posters and turned out to be decent. Well, that's very true. Um, I love how this, I love when movies are categorized just like, you know, music. It's like 
weird genres mixed together or whatever. Yeah. Like pop rock, but it's... It'll say pop rock country. It's like Nirvana. You're like, mm, I don't think that that's poppy-ish or... Or it's like Nine Inch Nails. I, I was thinking Nine Inch Nails, but for some reason, it's the end. I, I just thought Nirvana. Um, so yeah, it's just weird. It's drama, horror, thriller, which I do agree with the horror and the thriller part. Drama, eh, I would say more, I guess, it's more suspenseful. It's definitely, so if your thing is like watching films that have like jump scares or there's like bloodbaths, this is not the film for you. No, it's very it's very subdued, but it's also very creepy. It is very creepy. And you can't help but like really, I mean, the, there is social commentary to it. It doesn't beat you over the head with it where you're like, "Oh gosh, here we go." Like, yeah. But it's it's subtle-ish. But I really enjoyed the film. Um the acting was good. You know, you have people that have been in several different films and tv shows yeah um when i was looking into it i realized that the uh the actor that plays sarah's father uh also played the teacher in war games and the older actress that lives in the building she's supposed to be like an actress who didn't quite make it in la she also played matthew broderick's mother in war games susan davis yeah that's kind of a weird you know almost 40 years later they end up in another movie together that is really weird but probably the most recognizable person in this cast is uh, Naomi Grossman, who was in season two and four of American Horror Story. She played in Asylum and in Freak Show. Yes, I did not watch either one of those, so she was not recognizable to me, but she has a very <laughs> strong face. Yeah, she's very recognizable when you see her in things. And I was like, mm, I know I've seen this lady somewhere, but I really can't tell you where off the top of my head. Yeah, and it's kind of strange because you're used to seeing her in the show bald. So when you see her with hair, it always kind of throws you off a little bit. Um, goodness. Uh, what was your... Well, we didn't really get into the plot of it yet. Oh, the plot of the movie. Did we just totally... The cover didn't just tell you everything you needed to know. It's a girl who's sad about moving into this apartment. It has weird figures, shadows standing in a window. No, that didn't tell me everything about it. No? Oh, well, gosh. I guess we'll just, you know talk about that then (laughs) uh sarah moves to la uh she's trying to i mean you're gonna assume because she's moving to la she was living in a motel uh at the beginning of the film she's either running away from something or she's trying to reinvent herself a little of both in this case little of both uh she does reinvent herself yeah she does end up literally and figuratively running away from something. Yeah. So, like, she didn't really have to. She could have just done that at home, I guess. <laughs> Whatever state she came from. I'm sure they mentioned in the movie, but I don't remember. We're going to say she came from Kansas. <laughs> um, But, you know, she wants to be, unlike other films that I will be mentioning later in the If You Like This Film, You Will Also Like This Film recommendation part. Uh, my first time doing that, actually. I don't think I've, I personally have done that before in a podcast. If um, you, unlike other films, this woman is moving to LA to become a costume designer, not an actress, which is usually the main drive for women moving to yeah, LA. Yeah, they're usually, yeah, it's usually going to be an actor or uh, a 
or maybe they're going to be a director or something like an urban legend. They were going to be a, she was going to be a horror director, you know, not that she was moving to LA, but yeah, you never see a lot of people wanting to do behind the scenes stuff. That's not as glamorous as like, Oh, I'm the director or I'm the producer or something like that. They're never like, you know, like this one, they're going to be the costume designer. Yeah, she wants to be a costume designer, which is pretty, pretty neato. Yeah, and kind of a like, okay, that's a reasonable kind of goal. You know, you could get to work on movies doing costumes and that a lot easier than you would becoming an actress, probably. Yeah, especially because she was like a temp at a law firm. So really, I mean, you're trying to become an actress. You don't really have like a eight to five job. You're more of a some kind of um waitress or something like that where your hours are like random you know yeah and you can take a week off if you need to yeah times during the day or whatever or you could pick shifts up or give them away or whatnot it's a lot easier when you're just auditioning for a uh, costume design because that's more of a just uh send us your resume kind of thing you know yeah or this is going to be the set time where you're you know going to give us an example of whatever yeah you're going to bring something in you're going to mail us pictures something like that you know yeah so, uh, poor Sarah, dot, dot, dot. She, you know, not to give it too much away, but she moved to this place. It's, Shad, you mentioned, like... I really thought by looking at, like, the, the poster art and kind of a quick sampling of it on Netflix, like, when they do their little trailer, I thought it was going to be one of these typical, the girl moves into an apartment building, and it was either going to be, it was haunted, but no one would believe it was haunted, or there was going to be a creepy, evil neighbor that no one would believe was the creepy, evil neighbor. And then it was just going to keep escalating, you know, until at the very end, something so crazy would happen that everyone would have to believe. Because we've all seen that movie a bunch of times on VHS and DVD, you know, the low budget kind of things where it's all kind of contained in one room and they can kind of pull that off. I've seen, you know, even bigger budget adaptions that do things like that, you know? Yeah. It was definitely refreshing. Um, I don't know why some people out there thought the film was boring and predictable. Because I'm just like, okay, there's no way you predicted the end of this film. I could see what you predicted like I did. Like, okay, this is set in LA. It's going to be, like I said, like a cult or some kind of witch's thing. Something like that. Because we know that every time you go to LA, you either get involved in a cult you get involved with witches, or you get involved with vampires. Werewolves apparently stick more to the East Coast. You rarely <laughs> see the werewolves out in California. I guess because there's like a lot of cliffs and like water. Fog so, and that sort of shit Yeah, you fall off a cliff. I mean, we know this from the other movie, which was not set in California, but you die. Like, you died. And the werewolves. From the they, rental. Yeah, she they just like... fucking fell off the cliff like an idiot. If you haven't seen the film, I spoiled that part, but... I'm sorry, but that's well, you didn't say just, who. That part uh, just fucking got me. <laughs> but yeah, it's like all of them when they go to California, they always run into either vampires, witches, or a cult. Maybe it's the fucking heat. Yeah, the werewolves don't like the heat. When they run into werewolves, they're always like out in either in New York, New Jersey, or like somewhere in uh, like Dakota, the Dakotas, Wyoming, somewhere up there where it's cold and there's a lot of forest and that. Yes. Also, let's me throw in my two cents on those places you specifically mentioned. If you're in like Dakota or whatever, 
you can, you're in a forest, you could get buck naked and then run through and do your thing. If you're in the fucking city, like New York, you get buck naked, people just fucking throw you a dollar. You think it's like, okay, this is New York. This is like <laughs> the fucking one of those things you find like the cowboy, you know, doing those, singing on the guitar in his underwear. It's just a gimmick. Yeah, no one pays any attention to you. And it? women are allowed to show their boobs in New York. You just whip your freaking shirt off and walk around with no bra over there. So it's, it's a crazy place. So totally that's a perfect place for those two are the perfect places for a werewolf california not so much yeah and california which you would think they were because you know it's like next to like you got san francisco you know you can go and it's just like happy and like you think i when i think of san francisco i think of like hippies and like yeah whatever la i guess it's more you know they look down at you like oh no yeah, but then if you move to San Francisco, you're also likely to end up with Michael Keaton as your downstairs neighbor. And that does not go well either because those people wish they had not moved to San Francisco. <laughs> okay, first of all, I don't think anyone probably knows what the hell movie you're talking about. I just literally saw it for the first time myself and have already completely forgotten the damn name of the movie. Pacific Heights. <laughs> because I I do have a thing for movies about creepy neighbors. Um that's why I looked at this one and thought, oh, this is another creepy neighbor movie. And I like ones with the creepy neighbors, but good ones. I, there's so many bad ones out there. But I like a good creepy neighbor movie where you don't really know what the hell they're doing. And Michael Keaton in that movie, you have no idea what the hell he's doing through that movie. No, you do not. You're like, okay, that this is weird. And Wait, he's breeding cockroaches? What? Why is he so mad? Like, what are you mad about? Yeah. Um, yeah, that movie was actually pretty good. It was a pretty good movie. Sad. It was sad a lot of the time because those people get really fucked over. Just like Sarah, who leaves her home in Kansas to move to L.A. (laughs) to this apartment complex, which only is like $300 a month. Okay, I don't know how much it is, but it's enough for a temp. To it was very affordable for LA. Who never literally probably worked a day in her life. She like I feel like she moved out of her parents' house and came to LA because she's no no spoiler alert. She's running away from her father for specific reasons. And she wants to start her life in this place. So, you know, God knows how much money she has, but she's able to f- afford a first last, you know, however many she's able to put all this deposit application. Down on this. <laughs> I'm sure that shit is mad expensive. I know it's expensive here in Florida. I'm sure it's really expensive over there, especially that. And then everyone that lives there, there's a scene. My one of, I want to say favorite scenes, but one of the scenes I thought was comical was when they're doing the welcome to the apartment complex barbecue, and they're going around. She's meeting everyone. They're like, this person is a lawyer, and this person is a doctor, and the, everyone had like an impressive like high paying job or good paying job no one there was like this is a waitress from denny's you know (laughs) this is a girl that works at the record store three times a week she was the clearly like the least important person there when they're like oh and she's a temp at a law firm they're like oh great they didn't seem very impressed by her uh, credentials at first they did not but did they want her for her credentials? Bom, bom, bom. Nope, they were not concerned about that. They were not concerned. And, I, it, yeah, you think it's going to be like, oh, like it's a one-person thing. Maybe it's more than one. Maybe it's two people. Who knows? But 
it's definitely it gets wild in the movie i have to say i mm. oh goodness uh if you're triggered by um pet deaths there is a pet death in the film uh it's a, obviously a fake one so don't lose your minds it's a prop but still a lot of people even though you're watching the movie and you know if you have a pet like i know i was I wasn't crazy. I was very sad. I was like, oh no, like my kitties, you know, even though they're pains in the ass, I don't want anything to bad to happen to my pets. Yeah. Not like that. But, um, it had, you know, there was a lot of films that I really thought about that kind of like Rosemary's baby, you know? Yeah. With the, the neighbors, you don't know what they're up to. Yeah. And they're up to no motherfucking good. Like, you know, you just, that was another thing. I mean, in that one, you know, Mia Farrow, her husband was like a actor. So he could afford to live in the fancy. And it was probably like rent controlled because it's freaking New York. Yeah. And then it kind of reminded me too of um, The Sentinel. Where the aspiring yes. actor or the aspiring model moves into the apartment building. We and also covered this film. Yes. And it's full of creepy people. Merges Meredith having the birthday party for his cat. Yeah, that, that was... <laughs> I don't think we did enough posts about that film because I would have had every post would have been the fucking picture of him with the fucking cats. Yeah. So birthday cats. There's kind of a long history of horror movies with the uh with the creepy neighbors like that. And um This yeah. is definitely a modern take. Um, you know, it's not what you think it is. Um, going in, you think it's you know you think it's one thing, and it ish. It kind of is, but it's not. It has a twist ending. Um, it definitely kept my attention the whole time. I was not, you know, on my phone the whole time and just totally out of the film. Like I was invested. Uh, you really feel sorry for Sarah. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things of you know. It's one of those movies where someone just makes a very innocent choice of like, hey, I'll move into this place. And then they're totally screwed. And through no fault of their own, they did nothing wrong. But they're just totally fucked by this simple choice that seemed like a good idea at the time. It was not a good idea, Sarah. (laughs) No kidding. You know, it's like the film. This is a film you watch in the theater. Maybe... You know, this is like 19... I'm going to take you back. Maybe it's like nine, the early 1970s, you know, in a New York theater or Boston or a big city. And there's a person that's screaming at the screen like, get out of there. Like, don't do this. Like they used to. <laughs> They're throwing tomatoes, you know. Um, that was my like mom's you... experience when she saw Rocky Horror Picture Show. They Because no one knew. They literally went in. It was like Harlem when she went and like everyone in the theater was like what the fuck is this bullshit they were so mad i'm like first of all mom how did they go to the store did they go to like the bodega next door and get tomatoes did they already come in with the tomatoes because i feel like if you brought the tomatoes with you you were already expecting a bad time and that what mitch hedberg (laughs) he said like they threw tomatoes at the band which why did they bring tomatoes to the show were they already (laughs) expecting them to suck maybe (laughs) You know what? It was like, I'm not going to have time after the film to go grocery shopping. I'm going to go beforehand. It's going to be cool because there's air conditioning in here. So my fruit and vegetables aren't going to spoil. But alas, I am mad upset about this situation on this film. I will throw this tomato at the screen. 
and that's how you get the tomato on the screen. That's my my thought on that whole thing. Must be because I can't imagine why else you brought tomatoes to the movie or to the <laughs> concert or anywhere else. Or maybe you're one of those people that eat tomatoes like apples. That's an actual fucking thing. People really eat tomatoes like that. Well, those people are psychopaths and they need to stay away from me. Tomatoes are delicious. And Ugh. I could eat one as an apple if I... Ugh. Yeah. Do I have a pickle with that I could also eat? That just sounds delicious. Now I'm hungry. Uh, I give this film three knives. Yeah, I would too. I'll give it three knives as well. It's 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 very well made, and there's no point, like you said, no point where you like bored and ready to start looking at your phone or anything. And maybe that's how we should rate it is on the phone scale. <laughs> We're rating now on the phone scale. Fuck the knives. It's the phone scale. How much phone time did you do? I looked at my phone for one second during this movie. So great movie. <laughs> Shit, that's gonna be our new podcast, guys. Follow us. It's called. Screen time? Screen time. <laughs> Boom. I I definitely like this idea. I think we should better. So you give it three knives as well? Yes. Yeah, it's a solid it's a solid three knives. Um if you like this film, if you've already seen the movie and you just wanted to hear what wacky shit we were gonna say, which I felt like this was pretty tame for us, because uh, we did not go bit by bit in the film. Yeah, it's kinda of hard to do on this one unless without completely spoiling it, you know. Yeah, I didn't want to spoil it. It's pretty it's fairly new in the world of films since there aren't that many out there anyways. And um, Yeah, I feel like it's okay to go bit by bit on Friday the thirteenth part three because if you haven't seen that by now, you probably didn't really want to. First of all, maybe you're like my sister who literally called me the other day. I have to share this this horror story literally with the with the podcast people. Uh, fans, my sister calls me. She's like, um, I don't, I didn't know there was another Jason movie. Jason goes to Manhattan. I thought, I thought it was just the one where he's like in the, in the camp. Is it, I thought there was just (laughs) one with the camp. I was like, first of all, how are you, my sister? We grew up in the same household. You don't know. I was like, I was like, hey, there's like 12 fucking movies. The motherfucker went to space, okay? <laughs> he went to space. How do you not know stop. that? He didn't stop once he went to Manhattan. He just kept going. <laughs> he just kept going. He was like, Manhattan and the fucking moon. That's my trajectory of kills. I have to go above and beyond to out of this world killings. That's what his fucking goal was. And he, and he accomplished it. It was... You know, not that much of an accomplishment, but he did it. So, yes, that was a crazy... So, maybe she's that person who just totally oblivious. Didn't even fucking know. Didn't even know. But, yes, so I... If you like this movie. No, I I think if you like this film, you would definitely like Rosemary's Baby. No, I'm just kidding. That's not a recommendation. You should have already seen that. Please, if you haven't, go watch Rosemary's Baby. Uh, Starry Eyes, also yes. on Netflix. The Invitation, wink, 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 also on Netflix. Yeah, I would say The Sentinel as well. The Sentinel, not on Netflix. No, but that one's available other places. It's also a pretty cheap DVD of it just about everywhere you look on that one. We got a double bill, or I'm sorry, it's a triple bill of that, The Legacy and Now, there's only like four S's. You're dragging it out. What if you have that like crazy vision thing when you see doubles? Then it's going to be eight S's. Yeah, you don't have that though, so you're fine. 
You don't know what I have. I wear glasses. I can have all kinds of fucking crazy shit in my eyeballs. Thank you so much for joining us in this review of One Bedroom. Stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.